0: This is Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe, and from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in beautiful Santa Clarita, California, is the equally lovely Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning, Bobby.
1: Good morning, Gary. How are you doing this morning?
0: I am doing well, doing well, keeping all of you guys in California in my thoughts and prayers with this terrible drought that's going on out there, but... Um, we have no drought here when it comes to entertainment and information today we have a great show and why don't you tell us who we have joining us today
1: sure we're going to kick the morning off with western musician bill barwick and then the second half of the show is of course all about the horse and we have susan tomasini and lester buckley joining us
0: all right so it is going to be a fun show a lot of great conversation a lot of great music And we want to remind folks that the Campfire Cafe is made possible by our great sponsors at the General Store. You'll find everything for the horse lover and folks that love the equestrian and western lifestyle in the General Store on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. So grab a cup of coffee, take a deep seat in that saddle, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Bill Barwick, You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world on our free mobile app and online at equestrianlegacy.net.
2: There ain't no quit, there ain't no way You don't back down, you mean what you say 200 years, it's true today there ain't no quit That's the cowboy way He was raised up In the Flint Hills On a land as hard as nails His daddy's daddy Told him about his life Out on the trail he Told him about a life He'd had in another place and time About the men he rode with Back when he in his prime I want to buy the quitter I want to buy the cheat I want to buy the liar and I want to buy the thief them kind of folks are cowards son they'll get what they deserve the measure of a man is in his honesty and nerve ain't no quit there ain't no way you don't back down you mean what you say 200 years it's true today there ain't no quit Wait, what we learned about ourselves is who we are today. The pleasures that I could have had, the things I might have lost, won't ever measure up what I'm doing will cost. Cause there ain't no quit. There ain't no way. If you don't back down, you mean what you say. 200 years It's true today There ain't no quit That's the cowboy way Because there ain't no quit There ain't no way if You don't back down You mean what you say 200 years It's true today there ain't no quit. That's the cowboy way. Cause there ain't no quit. That's the cowboy way.
1: Western music reviewer Rick Huff has this to say about our first guest. He's the gruff commanding basso of the lasso. That's our buddy, Bill Barwick. There's an odd scientific fact concerning Mr. B, namely, it seems that to hear him is to love him. Bill Barwick wasn't laid on a ranch. He's never punched a cow or roped a goat. Still, he is one of America's most respected Western music entertainers with credentials to back it up. His latest CD, The Usual Suspects, was named winner of the 2012 Langler Award for Outstanding Traditional Western Music Album from the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, as well as the 2013 Western Music Association Album of the Year Award. And other awards include Western Music Association's Male Performer of the Year and from the Academy of Western Artists the Will Rogers Cowboy Award for Male Vocalist of the Year. Hailed as a cowboy's cowboy song singer and accompanied by superb guitar work, Bill's singing, songwriting, and storytelling are a performance not to be missed. Please welcome to the Campfire Cafe, the man I consider has a magical voice like rich chocolate on velvet, the original voice of the Western Channel, Bill Barwick.
3: (laughs) Wow
0: well, bill, I tell you what i've I've visited with you on the phone the other day and listening to your music, and I just feel inferior when it comes to voices. so
3: <laughs> I appreciate that thank <laughs> you i i I appreciate the compliment that that you pay years ago. When my friend Johnny Western and I would get together on his radio station out in uh, in Kansas, he'd tell folks, he said, you know, I I think I sound pretty good on the radio. And then Bill Barwick comes in and makes me feel like I'm 13 years old again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny's got the voice, too. So just yes, great, he does. Act, yes, writer. he does. So anyway, well, we're delighted to have you on the show today and introduce you uh, to a worldwide audience that may not be familiar with you, as well as your fans. And uh, let's kind of get into a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and how you got started into the music to begin with.
3: It's like the guy says, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was born in North Carolina. I was raised in New England, and I moved out west uh, as fast as I could. Um, after uh, after I came out of the service, uh, I moved out west, and just I found a place that I really liked to live, and every time my job took me somewhere else, I kept coming back here. So uh, I'm a Westerner at heart.
0: Well, I understand. You kind of sound like Don Edwards. You know, grew up in New Jersey and moved to Texas as quick as he was old enough to Catch a catch a ride out there, so
3: fast as I could get out there yeah
0: yeah huh? yeah well you you have uh you have an interesting career you were um awarded disc jockey of the year while you were at a station in west virginia and uh and during that period of time, I guess you were still picking a little bit.
3: I, I I played music from the time I was in third grade, and uh, like the song says, got it, got my first guitar when I was thirteen. Actually, I was twelve. I got it for Christmas, and my mom told me. Uh, when I turned 13, you know, if you don't learn how to play that, I'm going to give it away. Um, (laughs) That kind of prompted me to start playing the guitar. Um, But I got more involved. At one point in time, I was playing professionally for a hotel corporation, traveling from town to town, uh, staying here for a month, there for a month. And then I got a job in radio, which seemed to me like more of a real job. And for about 10 years, stopped playing. And wow. then, a good friend, then a good friend of mine kind of coerced me into to coming back and playing a little music. And the more I played, the more I wanted to keep on doing it.
0: Well, we're glad you did. And and by the way, home for you now is out in Denver, Colorado, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And, and where was that that you started? Because I think you still play there some.
3: I I still play here. Uh, I work at a a restaurant, the oldest restaurant in Denver, Colorado. It's called the Buckhorn Exchange. And I've been with my friend and partner, Roz Brown. He and I have been together better than 30 years now at the Buckhorn Exchange. I come in and help him out on Saturday nights. If he goes out of town, I cover for him. Um, We've had that relationship now for 30-plus years.
0: Wow! Wow! Wow!
1: It's a, and it's a fabulous yeah. restaurant. It's a great place.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby Jean, did you tell did you tell Bill about the story of you coming out to the Buckhorn and and just to see him and he wasn't there?
1: No, I didn't tell him that. But it's, <laughs>
0: oh. like, but <laughs> I'm it's <sorry>.
1: okay. <laughs> well, that's okay. I was in. Jim and I were in Denver attending the big Wesa trade show, annual show every year in January. This was a long time ago and I was still at the Autry Museum and and my dream was to go and see you at the restaurant and eat at that restaurant as well. And we were so excited and we got there and there was a lovely big note that just said, you know, you had a commitment elsewhere that night and we still had a wonderful evening, but it just it wasn't the same without you, Bill. <laughs>
4: well, it,
3: now I have, to, I have to point you at my website. That if somebody was going to come this way, they can go on my website to my appearance page, and it tells exactly when I'm going to be there and when I'm not there. So, uh, And if somebody wanted to go on my website, it's Bill Barwick. Dot com. So uh, I hope that doesn't happen again. It didn't happen to my friend uh, Dusty Rogers, Roy Rogers Jr. Uh, yeah. We were during one of those uh, events, like you were at the Western and English show here in Denver. He was there as well uh, one particular year, and we happened to notice that he was sitting over there in the corner. And, geez, we did the rest of the show with nothing but, but Roy Rogers tunes that he uh-huh. could sing along with. Sure.
1: Oh, so if, if, if,
3: if you're coming to denver let you know either let me know or check my website and make sure that that's a a weekend that that I'm gonna be at the Buckhorn, but I'm sorry I missed you
1: oh, but that's little, okay, great. It- Great the advice, and food. you know, Bill, it was—it it was so long ago. I'm not sure we were even doing much on websites then. It was—it <laughs> <Yeah, really. laughs> has to be uh, ten, twelve, twelve years ago, probably now uh-huh. or or longer. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, good, good advice. So, your website is fantastic. Thank we spent a lot of time there, and anybody listening to this show right now, you want to know more about Bill and hear his music, that is exactly the place to go.
3: Uh, well. I sit on. I said on one of my shows, I said, you know, five years ago, I didn't know what a Google was.
4: <laughs> <laughs> today,
3: today, I am one. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to you go to Google, and,
3: you go to Google and type my name in, and you'll find out more about me than even I know.
4: <laughs>
0: oh wow, wow, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do without Google. But we want to share a lot of your music today. Get as much as we can in and. Uh, we're going to do one right now called Just Lucky, I Guess. One and of my Bill, favorites. Tell us, tell us about this song.
3: Uh, a very good friend of mine, by the name of John Nelson, is a cowboy poet here in Colorado. And he once wrote a poem that asked for just one more day to enjoy all the things, all the blessings that he was given. And I took it to heart. And I was my bass player and I were riding to a show and believe it or not, I just wrote down the words as they came, and we arranged the song on the tailgate of his pickup truck.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Well, this is a great song. We're going to listen to Just Lucky, I Guess, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Bill Barwick, and uh, I want to find out a little bit about some of this voiceover and announcing work that you've done.
5: But right (laughs) now,
0: let's take a listen to Just Lucky, I Guess. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio, around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net
2: He rides with the hawk He rides in the sun He's ridden in the cold and the snow It ain't for the weak Or the meat, or the mild, it's all that he'll ever know. Just lucky, I guess. That's what he tell you. The good lord saw fit to let him live his way. Just lucky, I guess. And mighty grateful. Good Lord, soften, give him one more day. Well, he's broken his nose, his fingers and toes. Don't ask about his back or his knees. This life that he leads reads better than it lives. It's all that he ever be Just lucky I guess That's what he'd tell you The good Lord saw fit Let him live his way Just lucky I guess And mighty grateful The good Lord saw fit Give him one more day Or the greed He tried it in his youth Before he learned the truth He's only given what he needs And just lucky, I guess That's what he'd tell you The good Lord saw fit To let him live his way just lucky, I guess And mighty grateful The good Lord saw fit To give him one more day Just lucky, I guess That's what he said tell him The good Lord saw fit To let him live this way Just lucky, I guess mighty grateful. The good Lord saw fit to give him one more day. The good Lord saw fit to give him one more day.
0: it's just lucky i guess by bill barwick and uh, bill that reminds me of a friend of mine i would uh, ask them how they're doing today and they said well i woke up breathing so that was amen <laughs> great, you know, great song. I,
3: I woke up this side of the dirt as a friend of mine once said
0: <laughs> <You>
3: know, <laughs> always,
4: I, I, have, I have a
3: friend of mine years ago uh he rode into camp he was we were doing a show for the Roundup Riders of the Rockies and we were outdoors doing the show and a bunch of the fellows rode in and I walked over to to shake his hand. I hadn't seen him in a while. I said, gee, it's good to see you. He said, it's better to be seen than viewed.
0: (laughs) I
4: like
0: like that. I like that. Hey, tell us, tell us a couple of questions that I have and I know Bobby Jean's got some questions too, but, um, uh, first of all, let me ask you how and when the uh voice over work and the announcing work got started for you.
3: Well that, that came about primarily as uh an adjunct to the radio business. I mean I, I got into radio when I was I was singing for a living and a fellow walked in and said, Geez, I'd I'd give anything to have you on my radio station. Uh, I'd love to have your voice on my radio i said uh you tell me where 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 I need to be and uh i'll I'll take the job because uh, <laughs> i I had gone to school to be in in radio wow Right? i had i when I came back from the from the military uh i I used the v a to go to school and went to a broadcast school and learned all the different parts of broadcasting. Uh, the engineering part of it, the sales part of it, the on-air part of it, uh, all of that, and just I went in order to pay for going to school. I played music, and so it was. I, I never did get a job through the school. I I had a job with a with a, a hotel chain instead, and I finally had somebody come up to me and say, uh, "We want to hire you on my radio station," and I made the jump right then. I figured oh, wow. it was a re it was a real job, you know. They say that real musicians have day jobs. Well, there there was my chance, you know.
4: <laughs> and
3: then the, the voiceover business just became uh kind of a part of it where someone would come to me or come to a salesperson at the station and say, I wanna hire that particular voice and I just kinda a little at a time added on to it and uh still to this day uh, do that kind of work as well as playing music. And oh, wow. with, the, with the use of a computer, um, I'm pretty much free to do a lot of that stuff right here in my office.
0: Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, just an absolutely great voice and great music. And um, we're going to jump into another one real quick because, again, we want to try to get as much of your music as we can in during this segment. Uh, this is one called Only in His Mind.
3: Uh, Is there a story yes.
0: behind this one?
3: Uh, I have a friend of mine who has since passed, but uh, was a, 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 a Vietnam veteran medic. And uh, I, I watched him one afternoon as we were sitting watching a football game that sometimes he would just be sitting there looking at the TV, but you could tell he wasn't in the room. Right. You know, he just, there was somewhere else he wanted to be. And uh, this is what came out of it.
0: All right. Well, let's listen to Only in His Mind. And we're talking with Bill Barwick on Equestrian Legacy Radio.
2: Runs away from time to time. Somehow, only in his mind. He rides away and feels the wind. Somehow, slows the hand of time. Kansas wheat field in the summer. Yampa Valley in the fall. And there's a place up in Wyoming. He remembers most of all It was up there in that canyon Where the mountains tough to stand With his pony and his bedroll he Sees his youth go flying by There's a time when he was married Oh that woman loved him so When it made her crazy, finally had to let her go. He runs away from time to time. Somehow only in his mind. He rides away and feels the wind. Somehow slows the hand of time. I remember when I saw him In that big old easy chair He was looking out the window With that thousand meters tail He's just out there on that pony On his back he feels the sun In his heart he still remembers that pony loved to run He runs away from time to time Somehow only his mind Rides away and feels the wind Somehow slows the hand of time Rides away and feels the wind Somehow slows the hand of time
0: Mind and uh, listening to that, I can kind of relate to that. You know, when you get out and you're on a ride, uh, it just kind of stops time. You don't worry about things, and yep. you're kind of in the present. Just a just a great, great song. And uh, you. Bobby, Bobby, you had some questions. I know you were just sitting there, just trying to ask.
1: I do, I do. All the music that we're playing today, of course, is original. Uh, all uh, Bill is also a phenomenal songwriter, as you can hear. And um, over the course of his nine CDs, almost all of them contain uh, mostly original music. Only in his mind that we just heard is from the CD, Live in the Dream. And Bill, um, I always like to have a chance to hear a little bit from songwriters about how you go about being a songwriter. Can you give us a little, a little information on that?
3: Well, I'm, I'm one of those folks that isn't diligent. Uh, there are some songwriters that that work at it every day, and I admire them certainly. Um, I can't I, I can't sit down every day and go to work and try to write a song. Um, I'm more of those. I get an inspiration, or I see something, or I hear something, or I I I, I remember reading an article about uh, the demise of. Of uh, Pat Garrett, for instance, and the fact that he regretted having to kill Billy the Kid. Well, I wrote a song called "Pat Garrett's Regret," in which I never mention his name, but the fact that you know it, he got what was coming to him. You know that that in the end, uh, karma comes back around. That uh, he'll be known as the man who killed Billy the Kid forever, uh, and he was shotgunned in the back.
4: Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh but but his name is linked with Billy the Kid for. And I read that in the magazine. I and I said, oh, that's too bad. He regrets having to do that. They paid him all this money and then and he regretted having to do it. I just kind of sat down and wrote the song. It was more of an inspiration than than uh, sitting and working diligently like some of my friends that are really good songwriters uh do on a day-to-day basis. Mhm.
1: And um, you're also very involved in the Western Music Association. We see you every year at the conference. And that's a great place, too, for up-and-coming performers to kind of rub shoulders with those of you that, you know, know what you're doing. Do you have some great advice for performers?
3: Well, for performers uh, and folks who just love Western music, uh, that's a great place to start, even if you don't perform music. The Western Music Association uh, loves to have people that that love the music, that want to be a part of that. So even if you're not a musician, you could join the Western Music Organization. Um, to the new performer, I would say uh, more than anything, be patient, be who you are, and just keep doing it. You know, this is this is not an easy path, and it's very easy to get off that track and get into something else. Or, no, I'm, it it it's not going the way I thought it should go. Just keep doing. If you love to do this, do this. It'll reward you. Be patient with it. That's
0: great advice.
1: And, um um The Us- Usual Suspects was released I think in 2012 is there a, a, can we be looking forward to something new
3: As a matter of fact you you caught me by surprise asking that question I'm <laughs> just I'm just in the process of starting on my 10th CD we will start in about 2 weeks yes
1: <gasps> Wonderful. And you have tremendous backup. We were just listening to that last song. Tell us a little bit about your fiddler. He's phenomenal. <laughs> I,
3: I, I knew you were going to ask that question. Uh, <laughs> his, his, first of all, his name is Johnny Neal, and he is the Western Music Association Instrumentalist of the Year 2013.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay.
3: And he's he's been, he's not only my fiddler, but he is what is called in this area the fiddler of choice. Mm. Um, He works not only with me, but a number of other groups, and has worked with folks like Willie Nelson, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Sons and Brothers. I mean,. And his background is one of instrumental music. His father was a band leader back in the 40s and 30s and 40s. And his dad uh, was, at one point in time, on the side, a musical arranger. And a fellow came into his studio one afternoon and heard him kind of noodling on something and said, gee, I'd like to buy that, whatever it is that you're playing. And he said, well, I'm just kind of noodling. Well, the guy's name was Lawrence Welk. And the <laughs> tune, and the wow. tune was, was the tune was uh, Bubbles in the Wine. So <laughs> Johnny, com- Johnny comes from a musical heritage and explains wow. he not only plays fiddle, he plays violin.
4: Mm-hmm. Sure. And, he ex- he ex- <laughs> and he
3: explains the difference between a violin and a fiddle. He says the violin has a brown neck, and the fiddle has a red neck.
4: <laughs>
3: I
1: like. <that>. So when so <laughs> when when
3: when I'm when I'm able to, I go find Johnny. Yeah.
0: Uh well, great, great music. There's another one that we want to get to right quickly, and that's one that's uh, called "All You Got Your Name." And one of the things that we've talked about with a lot of our Western artists uh, is the fact that Western music speaks to everybody. It doesn't make any difference where you've come from, and and I think this song does as well. Tell us about this one.
3: This is this is more about my dad than anything else. When I was when I was young. Uh, He took me over to a gas station one Sunday morning, and the the gas station was was also a car uh, dealership, and we were going to go out of town, and the banks weren't open, so we couldn't cash a check to, to have any money to go on this trip that we had to go on quickly, and we went over to this guy's dealership, and my dad wrote him a check back in the old days before there were ATMs, right, and right. He, got, he got back in the car and he said, just want you to remember, All You Got Your Name, I can that's walk it. in there and write a check, and that man will hand me money knowing that that check will go right straight to the bank and he'll make his money. All You Got Your Name.
0: Oh, that's a great story, great story. And then a great song, so let's listen to All You Got Your Name. We'll be back to talk with Bill.
2: He was old when I first met him I was all ten He used to tell me stories About the places that he'd been Now he must have thought I'd understand Because he spent a lot of time Explaining how he'd lived his life What he'd leave behind Now he told me there was folks he'd know Wished he'd never met the things he said he'd done But to this day he still regrets You'll understand it better, son When you get up and groan A fella's reputation Is the only thing he owns Cause all you got's your name, boy All you got's your name It ain't about the money, and there's no one else to blame. You can worry all you want to, in the end it's still the same. All you're taking with you when you leave here is your name. All you're taking with you when you leave here is your name. gone on, and I've grown up. At least it feels that way. Things he told me way back then keep coming true today. You only get one shot at this. I learned that as a kid. Just know you'll be remembered by the things you said and did. Cause all you got should name, boy. All you got your name, it ain't about the money, and there's no one else to blame. You can worry all you want to, but in the end it's still the same. All you're taking with you when you leave here is your name. Cause all you got your name, oh, all you got your name, It ain't about the money, and there's no one else to blame
4: You can worry
2: all you want to, in the end it's still the same All you're taking with you when you leave here is your name All you're taking with you when you leave here is your name
0: Got your name by Bill Barwick, and Bill, people are already posting on Facebook that they're looking for your music right now while they're listening to the show. Sure. So, yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about where they can find uh, your music to make a purchase, and also your website where they can find you and uh, and your tour schedule.
3: Well, uh, two places to look after the music. You can go directly to my website www.billbarwick.com I'm also on the CD Baby program so if you go to CD Baby and type in Bill Barwick you can go that way and buy individual tracks if you want to or the whole album or however you'd like to do it uh, the tour schedule uh, pretty much has me right here, close to home, until uh, about the uh, the end of the month. I've got a show in Perkins, Nebraska, on the 31st, and then we celebrate Colorado Day at the Buckhorn Exchange on August 1st. Uh, As as Colorado became a state, we celebrate that date at the Buckhorn. And then uh, the next big one is the Walnut Valley Festival in Winfield, Kansas, always the third weekend in September. And uh, about 14,000 of my closest friends will be there for that festival.
0: (laughs) All right, so check out Bill's website and his tour schedule. And Bobby Jean looks like if you rush... To Denver, you could probably catch Bill doing a live show back out at <laughs> The
1: Bucket. So, anyway, we'll be anyway. maybe in January, maybe in January again. <laughs> if you're headed
3: this, if you're headed this way, you keep me posted.
1: Uh, I absolutely will, Bill. Absolutely. Okay, then.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Listen, love, love having you on the show and sharing your music. We look forward to having you come back again because we never have enough time to visit with our guests. And so I got to thank you again, Bill Barwick, for being with us on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Thanks. Can't thank
3: you enough. You guys have a great afternoon. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. All right. So when we come back, we're going to find out how to improve your partnership with your horse through respect. And uh, you're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio. We're going to be talking with Susan and Terry Tomasini in California and Lester Buckley in Kentucky. We'll be right back after this. (music) Yeah. <music>
2: Homer sunset, painted on the sky. The rain has finally quit. The wind has finally died. There's a half a hundred head of grumpy mama cows and the blue stem grass is belly high. Below the fence line, there's a big old stand of trees. Nighty dreams, wagons, wood smoke in the breeze. Where the young folks back in town learn the cowboy way, and the blue stem grass is belly high. Where the blue Stem grass is belly high, on land he's love forever. He love him till he dies, it's a life he would have chosen if there'd been another way the blue stem grass is belly high. Homer's sun set, painted on the sky. The ring is finally quit. The winds finally died. He'll be headed for the barn as the shadows start to fall and the blue stem grass is belly hot. Stem grass is belly high, On oh, land he's love forever. He love him till he dies, it's a life he would have chosen if there'd been another way, and the blue stem grass is belly high. So life he would've chosen if it'd been another way. And the blue stem grass is belly high. And the blue stem grass. Billy, hi. Huh?
0: Well, we have been looking forward to our next guest for quite some time. Uh, Bobby Jean has gone through both websites and researched and studied and watched video. And uh, to be a person that only owns a Briar model horse, I know. <laughs> Sure. I, I know, she, I know she's excited to to be able to sit in and visit with these folks. But we want to welcome Susan and Terry Tomasini to the show, and also Lester Buckley. And Susan and Terry are in California, and Lester is not too far from me in the Bluegrass State in uh, Kentucky right now. So, guys, welcome right. to the show.
5: Thank you very much. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. Well, we're happy so- to
5: meet you all. <laughs> Likewise. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah, Bob, Bobby's going to end up having to get a horse in her backyard after we do many of these shows. So, anyway. You know, it's, hey. it's,
5: not, it, it's not so bad just having a briar horse. They're just so much easier to keep. They don't cost a whole lot either. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, you know, you can take them with you, and, you know, yeah. you can talk to them. I mean,
5: this is, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You can, and you can leave them alone for six months, and they don't care. <laughs> no,
1: no, they're, ha- they're unconditional love all the way around.
5: <laughs> that's right, that's right, that is right. But anyway, we're,
0: we're real excited to have you guys with us today, and I want to start out talking just a little bit uh, with Susan and Terry, and Lester, you can just jump in any time that you want to on here. If, uh, if Terry says something out of line, be sure to jump in but uh I just pull up on the bed a little bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. But but uh we're going to talk later on in the show about an event that you are all going to be participating in out in Santa Rosa, but uh uh Susan tell us a little bit about uh, your operation Thomasina Training Center and fusion fusion, excuse me. Fusion horsemanship and exactly what Thank that you. is. Fusion
5: horsemanship um came out of a moment when I was thinking, how do I call what I do? I try to bring horse and rider together so that both are happy, both ride effectively, they're safe, they enjoy what they do. So... um, Giving my husband a wonderful little kiss in the morning, and you know, and then I went, "Boy, we're really going to fuse if we keep doing this." And that's where it came from—from from that point of intimacy, fusion horsemanship. And this was three, four years ago when there were no cars named Fusion or whatever. Right. But, um, so it—it it seems to, it seems to have the right ring to it. I try to teach people to enjoy their horse, to be safe. Um, my clientele has become recently a lot of people who are women pr- primarily in their 40s and 50s and they they got a wonderful brand new horse and they wanted to have fun. So, um back to fusion. So I there are some elements I'm trying to teach everyone to understand that this is really a serious sport. Um what I've noticed recently it's it's not it's not so much about getting on the horse and going bridleless and having a good old time, which everybody wants to do. Riding bridleless is like that aerial tight walker. They didn't right. start t- walking the tight wire without a net. They started walking with the, the cable up above and the net below. So you have to get the basics before you um, can move forward with that. You don't have to be a fabulous rider, or you don't have to want to be a, a Grand Prix dressage rider, but you need to get the basics down The basics are what the horse understands so that you can be effective. Uh, One thing happened with me, a brilliant moment (laughs) I was fortunate enough to receive. I was riding a a Mustang mare trying to teach her to back up from the saddle. So I give a little pull on one rein, one rein more than the other, and she resisted, put her nose up there, and she's not getting it, not getting it. So I... Moved on, tried again a few times, wasn't getting it, wasn't getting it. I eventually got the backup, but as I was leaving, I realized in the beginning, this horse had no idea what I wanted by pulling on the reins and, and pull, pulling that bit in her mouth. Right. She had no concept. And that's what I think a lot of people have to understand, that when we start asking a horse to do something, putting our leg on their side, pulling the reins, pushing them over, the horse does not know what we want, and we expect them to understand that. So um, we have to give the time, horse time to think, time to, to sort it out, and then we reward that. Um, uh, one other thing I've seen, people spend a lot of money taking lessons from some really nice people. When you're watching uh, a trainer work with your horse, what all the people do with, who, are, watch, who are, having, are watching this, they watch the horse. The secret is watch the trainer. Watch right. what they do. Watch how they move. Mm. And I think a lot of people would get a lot farther if they'd stop looking at their horse and watch the trainer. And then they could say, why did you do this? Why did you do that? What kind of um, important thing did you expect from that? Um, I've got a, I've got a whole list here. You might have to stop me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, ooh, then another daily. thing. Ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> Lester will give you his comment on, on what I do in a minute. But <laughs> All right. um, wait, one last thing. When, when you're riding a horse, you want to become harmonious with that horse. Close your eyes, or not close your eyes. Just listen to the horse's feet on the ground. Feel the horse's feet on the ground. It's It's an amazing feeling where you start to connect with that. So, that's a start, but I'll I'll relax. I'll um, pause right now. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Well, you know, it's uh, and you've got a great program and a great website, and we want to direct folks to that uh, in just a little bit because you've got some okay. great video and some great great information uh, on there. And uh, one of the things I noticed today, and I don't want to take us off track, but I noticed that you have people that want to find out what fusion horse training is. And you also have a section where people can actually put in place what their goals are and what they want to accomplish. And I think that's kind of a key thing with people is to to find it that is, out.
5: Thank you. We, you know, it's, uh, learning horsemanship is a personal thing. It's very mm-hmm. personal, and we have to really pay attention to what that particular person wants.
0: Well, it does, yeah. and that's going to kind of lead us right into talking with Lester. And by the way, this this Lester, you have such an impressive impressive resume. Um, grew up in Texas as a lot of our guests have or some of our guests grew up back in the East and they moved to Texas as fast as they could. Um, <laughs> but, but you've worked on some of the major ranch, I mean some of the world's major ranches, the King Ranch out mm-hmm. in Texas and uh, and then that wasn't far enough west for you and you ended up out at the <laughs> Parker Ranch in Hawaii. Uh, yeah. Tell us tell us a little bit about your background with horses and of course you studied with folks like Ray Hunt. Um yes, sir. just share just share a little of that information.
6: Well it's uh it kind of got started. Uh, I was born a small child, like most of us, right? Yeah. as opposed to a big one. But, but, yeah. But I kind
5: of got bumped out of the starting
6: gate, like a lot of us do. I kind of had two or three things that that didn't really set me up for for uh, an easy childhood. And so what happened is I opted for livestock, and so I got real attached to the farm animals, and the horses and the cattle, especially and kind of the rhythm of their nature and kind of how they got along. And I didn't know it at the time, but I couldn't see worth a lick. So it's mainly, you know, just kind of learning that intuition of where they're moving, how they're moving, what, to, what's, mm-hmm. what they sound like. And then later in college when I got glasses, I'm like, wow. And but by then a, a lot of things had already set in. And uh, so, so having different people in my childhood uh, allowed me that, opportunity to hook up with uh with the farm animals and that culture of agriculture not agribusiness but that culture of you know life on the farm with the horses and the cattle and it was just a regular way of life mm-hmm. um <clears throat> homes may change but the, but the animals and and that and life was the constant and that was kind of the safe place for me and uh that kind of got me down the road uh all the way to high school and in high school, uh, had some really nice farms between our house and high school that would allow me to, uh, lope horses before school. And these were horses that had come out of the top training barns and were coming to a breeding farm, but they'd pay me five bucks a ride to lope them. So I got to ride some horses behind all the top trainers that were kind of, uh, big, uh, established trainers in the seventies. And, uh, so that was high school. Went off to college, got a Bachelor of Science in uh, equine science, range animal science, mainly studying the horse. During those college years, I had a little scholarship that allowed me to go ride with Ray Hunt quite a bit. Oh, wow. And it's kind of, it's, it's the best way. I don't know if you could even do it again nowadays, but it's just kind of the right place, the right time for me. Uh, I wasn't great in college, but I, I found this niche for myself, whereas they allowed me to be gone a week to two weeks out of each month with an excused absence from all the academia classes to go ride with Ray, and usually the ranchers would send me colts to ride, and I'd have an advanced horse for the horsemanship class,
4: and here's the deal is
6: I wasn't even that talented, but I was perseverance, Uh, because there was, I would, you know, I'd go to these clinics. And I'd always see two or three writers, and I'm like, wow, that guy or that gal is really talented and beautiful. And I was never that one. But I was the one who kept showing up over and over and over and uh, kind of persevered through those college years. And, and they would allow me to be gone as long as I came back and I taught what I learned.
4: No, no, but it's you crazy. learn
6: it a little bit differently if you know it's going to be, if they're going to ask you what you learn And you've got to share mm-hmm. that with your peers uh so that kind of got me through college and i got a degree studying that horses and, and i was able to make my grades and uh, got out got to spend a little bit of time up in northern british columbia with totally untouched mature horses i'd say the average age was for average age is probably eight seven eight years old not even halter broke, castrated or anything oh wow and uh, starting them uh Then from there, I came back to Texas and and, uh, trained cutting horses or started the Young Horses for a really, really top cutting horse trainer, Willie Richardson, and he had kind of come up under June Mitchell and a lot of those legendary old trainers that had worked on the King Ranch or Helen Grove's farm uh, out in Virginia. and So that was kind of passed down to me as well. And then after showing and competing there for a number of years – had a had a had an opportunity to go and uh, go out on my own i was encouraged to go out on my own and from there i got the opportunity to go to the king ranch and train horses for them for a number of years then they introduced me to the parker ranch in hawaii i didn't even know they had horses in hawaii frankly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and i never had a desire to go to the beach really i mean i wear a straw hat long sleeve shirt all the time. And, and I had a call from Hawaii. It's like, you want to come out here and train horses? And I thought it was somebody playing a joke on me. <laughs> wow. wow! And I Wouldn't asked him, so. I said, you really have horses out there? And they're like, yes, sir. We have about a quarter million acres. We run about 30,000 mother cows.
4: Mm-hmm. And
6: uh, we have a horse herd of between 400 and 500 horses, depending mm-hmm. on which ones you count. And we need somebody to start about seventy five 80 colts a year and we figured you can do this in the summer and fall and then go back to the king ranch in the winter and spring and Mm -hmm. so the two ranches shared me there for a pretty good season and with the foundation i had riding under ray during my college years and then the seven years where i had had apprenticed with really Willie richardson i had a really good foundation to uh to see a lot of numbers every year and try a lot of different things and and uh That was kind of the proving grounds for me because I had five years of college and seven years apprenticing with a Hall of Fame trainer, and then I was out on my own. Oh wow, wow, wow! So that kind of that was that was that was what happened before I was invited to go to Germany. That was that life, and it was wonderful.
0: Well, I've got to take a quick break, um, and while you were talking about. You know, when you finally got to see, I was going to ask you whether you met Mary before or after you got your glasses. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's pretty good.
6: Yeah. Uh, uh, gosh. So I met her after I got glasses. And so I okay. my eyes were wide open.
0: You know what they uh, say,
6: your eyes are wide open before marriage and half shut after.
4: All right, all, right. all right. We're going to talk. So, we're going to
0: talk some more with uh, with Lester and with Susan and, and with Terry when we come back. We're going to take a quick break and uh, recognize uh, our Legacy Club and our Legacy Club sponsors. Uh, this is brought to you by um, uh, the great sponsors there, and you can join the Legacy Club. It's free, a free membership. You can enroll at our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Legacy Club members uh, receive special offers and discounts that are available only to our Legacy Club members. And we award monthly and year-end drawings for our Legacy Club members. Our year-end drawing this year is for a great portable automatic watering system from Hydrohorse, and you can find out more about them and our other great sponsors on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. When we come back, we're going to take another visit with Lester and find out more about uh, his experiences in Germany and talk more with Susan and Terry and find out about what's coming up in Santa Rosa in just about a week. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio heard around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net.
7: story Sometimes they were what got me through But hardship and heartache got to me Made me doubt all that I knew Then I spent my life dragging a shadow Wasted youth chasing a light Finally came back to what I needed most And everything's clear You allow me to sit on your back When I let go and let you be a horse You give me the courage I lack It's a partnership old as the ages Ever changing, who teaches who There have been some horsemen who've helped me teacher I've learned from is you. We dance to the heart. Can you comfort my soul and quiet the storm in my mind? Who needs the rest of the world when I'm riding? I let it go by.
0: Fishers and her great award-winning song, Fly, and um, we're visiting with Lester Buckley and Susan and Terry Tomasini, and we're talking about partnerships with horse, and I think that song kind of addresses that, but mm-hmm. but Lester, you have just traveled all over the place and, uh, and have studied more than one discipline. Let's talk a little bit about your time in Germany and what you learned there.
6: Yes, sir. Well, I'll try to... Keep it brief, because I want to hear about Susan and Terry's deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I did. I was showing cutting horses in Texas, and, uh, you know, I'd already kind of spent my years a uh, couple different places riding colts for the King Ranch and the Parker Ranch in Hawaii and riding, you know, 100, 110 colts a year, so I figured out a lot of stuff. But I always was had uh, a high level of respect for the classical dressage riders, because I'd see those guys like you and I, we all do. We see them on the right. Olympics, and they're winning at the Olympics. That these boogers are 15, 16, 17 years old. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, what kind of sport trains their horses to where they're at their peak when they're 15, 16, 17 years old? And I always wanted to know more about it but never had the invitation. And I met a guy who was one of the top riders in Germany who was in the next barn over from me in Fort Worth doing a clinic, and I got to asking questions, and, and uh, he invited me to come to Germany. So I showed up in all my Western gear, and, uh, <laughs> and that was too. well over a decade ago, and, uh, and, and they really welcomed me. I felt a little bit like a fish out of water walking around with them, but once I got on a horse, then I was perfectly home. And then what they found is, well, there's people out there that know some things about horses we don't know because they hadn't seen a lot of what, you know, Ray Hunt and Tom Dorrance had brought to the horse world, but they had their deal down really well. Mm -hmm. And so over the last 10, 12 years, you know, studying and riding there in Germany, basically I just showed up and I went through their program and never said I really knew anything, uh, I just went through their different riding programs and licensing structure. There's a test for everything in Germany and you can't do anything without a license. Uh, and so I just humbly you know, rode through there and, and got that and, and eventually got to the level where I was awarded my trainer's license by the German FN for dressage sport jumping and cross country. Wow. But during that process, during that, you know, that kind of onerous process met and became friends with some really top-notch trainers over there uh, for those sports, which are my friends today, and we ride together and compare notes. And, uh, and so now I basically incorporate that world of classical horsemanship, specifically for the sport horses, uh, to what I do with the ranch horses and uh, uh, even horses of any discipline here that we're trying to keep healthy and sound and develop them. You know now I have those fundamentals and some of the advanced techniques to uh to, to bring to the table to the Western world, so now I can do both and and it's not me anyone could have done it if they had taken the same path. It's nothing particularly special about me. I just had the right opportunity and uh and the perseverance to see it through so it's uh yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful life and and uh, wouldn't have been able to do it without Mary supporting me, just like Terry and Susan. So,
0: well, that's great. How I don't I don't want to talk about the differences in the sports, but let's talk about some of the similarities between the classical dressage and the and the uh, sport horse world and the quarter uh, uh, horse world that you came from. What are the similarities? How do you put all of that together?
6: You know, Gary, probably the biggest similarities, I think, that the horse is looking for from us is the horse is designed uh, to be lived with and and worked with in a real deep understanding kind of way. And both of those worlds, we can do that by fulfilling the horse's needs. What does the horse need from us uh, to thrive? And then we can channel it into whatever particular sport it was designed for and we feel like we'd like to do with it but we're always finding that developing it and releasing it into kind of a neutral and balanced state, whether you're working cattle or you're sorting cattle on a big ranch or, uh, you're jumping or you're doing classical dressage, it doesn't matter. But when those horses have developed to a level of physical and emotional maturity that they can do those things with poise and balance and grace, those are the big similarities we have in there. And those those gymnastic exercises that we bring to the table from the classical world actually go back to a lot of our cavalry exercises where they needed to keep their horses fit for battle
4: mm-hmm. when there
6: wasn't a battle. So there would be long seasons where there wasn't a war to go to, and but they needed to keep their horses, obviously, pre-Industrial Revolution, pre-tanks. They needed to keep those cavalry mounts fit and ready to defend their homeland, year-round and so a lot of these exercises that we do are from that world now designed for sport but going back to its true essence well ranch work is a lot like that you know working cattle is a lot like that you know we're, we're constantly looking at getting the horse to do a particular job for uh, uh, uh a way of living and a way of life but The, you know and, and that's kind of that's where the two worlds kind of meet to me it's from the horse's point of view, what do they need to thrive in their particular environment the way they were designed to be worked
0: with and lived with. Okay. Well, and, and, when you are, and I know you conduct clinics uh, uh, around the country, and I, I would imagine globally as well, but when you are conducting a clinic, um, what, what, are, what are your goals during a clinic? What are, you, what are you trying to bring to these people and help them accomplish?
6: Great question, Greg. Uh, the, the, really the biggest thing is getting the people to, to kind of put their own agenda on the side for a little bit and, and ride and live and, and work with their horses from inside their horse, from their horse's point of view, from their horse, horse's vantage point and the needs he or she has. And then bring them along, train them and learn to live and develop them and, and, and raise their level of aptitude up. And so every horse is an individual, every rider is an individual. I don't really have an agenda when I walk in there. I just, I would just watch them and you can see when the communication is not really working. And that's where I start. It's like, well, you know, if your horse is kind of saying this, can you feel or hear or see, depending on the strength of the person, that and and get the people to kind of start thinking from their horse's point of view. Then they can develop them. And so I'm constantly working on helping people become fantastic riders to a better understanding
0: fulfilling the horse's needs, and then challenging the horse to grow. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Well, I know, and, and, and Bobby Jean, I don't know if you read this or not, but Lester has trained over 2,000 horses. That's a whole lot of
4: yes, horses.
0: Yes, I did. Well, I,
6: I knew that was, <laughs> was going to be online, so I tried to be conservative, but it's well over 2,500. wow. <laughs> right. right. But, you know... <laughs> I didn't want to say anything that wasn't like you know right. So I'm like, well, you know, it's twenty six, twenty seven hundred, but two thousand would be safe to say. So. <laughs> Lester wins. Lester wins. That's good. That's, that's,
5: that's, well, that's a lot of horses. That's a lot of horses. A lot of horses. Yeah. Hey, well, both I, of I, our guests have
1: both of our guests have terrific websites, and I enjoyed watching videos on on both websites, especially since I don't know anything. Um, Susan, you are just magic to watch. Uh, I'm so interested in dressage, in, uh, uh, both understanding the differences or similarities between classical and then Western, and now cowboy.
5: It's fascinating
1: Great. to me. Yeah, yeah.
5: and it's, it's a marriage of, uh, that's been a long time coming to get, uh, just, it's just doggone good writing and we put a western saddle on there and add a little less western flair to it, um, which is it things it a little more easy. Um, and this is what we get. And we find at these cowboy dressage shows, people are excelling in their horsemanship like never before. That's one, one thing we're really glad to see, where the, the harmony and partnership between a horse and a rider is really coming to fruition here by adding some of these uh, classical dressage principles.
0: Well, I was, as I was looking at the number of horses that, uh, that Lester has trained, uh, and, and I think this would probably be true for, for uh, Susan and for Lester, um, as much or more than training the horse, I expect the training of the rider is probably <laughs> the most difficult and the one that needs addressing most often.
4: It, it
5: is. It is that it, it's right. You know, it's, it's really never the horse's fault. Horses try, they, they want to do it, just what we want. They're just trying so hard, doggone hard to understand. You know, if the saddle hurts, they're, they're distracted by that. If the rider's bouncing around a little bit more than necessary, they're distracted. You know, it's, we expect a lot of them.
0: Yeah, well, there's a, <clears throat> uh, you know, when I watch uh, uh, some of these groups that I'm on on Facebook, Facebook is a great resource for a lot of different things. But when I look at some of the photographs that people f- post on their horses, I think, you know, they need a lesson. You can just watch <laughs> it. <laughs> it,
5: it, is, it is grievous when we, when I'm sure when Lester and I, <clears throat> Lester and I see somebody ride, and I'm just, I'm just dying, I want so much to say, did you ever think of maybe doing this? And that would help. But, you know, no one wants your advice. <laughs> all
0: right, right,
5: right. <clears throat> well, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, it's it's pretty interesting. But um, yeah. you've got a you've got a great clinic that's coming up. Uh, is it next week? It's In next San weekend. Prada? Right, right. Next
4: Friday Thursday,
0: yes, Sunday. Yeah. Okay, all right. And so this this was interesting to me. It's it's a Lester Buckley clinic, and uh, and Susan Tomasini is one of the students. So let's let's talk a little bit about what uh, will go on during this clinic. And um, uh, Susan, as a student, what do you expect to learn?
5: I'm um, I'm going to ride a client's horse there, and okay. he's I expect to for Lester to see what little piece am I missing in order I have a few problems with this horse, and what what is the piece I'm missing? What am I doing? What could I be doing better to help this horse get along better? And um, it, they say that all good writers always have a ground person to see things that they can't see. So thats I'm really excited about that. Lester, is, is I always give him permission to be real hard on me. So
4: he doesn't <laughs> make me cry
5: yet, but it's good. And you're a <laughs> really I, good
6: sport about that, too. You know what? Not everybody can take what you take.
4: You're a good sport. <laughs> Thank you. Oh,
0: gosh. Thank
4: you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gee.
0: Well, now yeah, this clinic. A, Clinic that's coming up, uh, uh, Lester. What's the what's the basic basis for this clinic? What are you what are you going to be teaching?
6: Uh, you know, Gary. Most of my clinics are pretty similar. It, you know, they change regionally. If I if I'm at a different location, sometimes they'll change. Uh, but we'll have a day of private lessons uh, before and after the clinic, where people can really hone in on their particular needs. And then usually on Saturdays and Sundays, we've got like a A group in the morning that's just kind of getting their feet wet and learning the basics and the principles and and what are the principal things they need to understand for good horsemanship. Then the afternoon group riders, normally they have a pretty good understanding of the principles, or at least their horse does, and they're trying to come up to speed to something a little bit more advanced. So we'll have those groups pretty uniformly grouped, and then we try to keep the groups progressively moving along as the weekend, laying down more, principles and, and challenges and bringing things along and and like anything as you start to apply a little bit of pressure you know the weak spots start to show up and that's where you want to help yeah. the people and the horses grow and and uh, if somebody has a particular issue then you take time out and uh, address that with a, right. a, um, a a private riding session and it's always a win-win deal because you know we want to grow we don't just want to show up and ride around and And we're there to kind of learn and lay down some foundational truths from the horse's point of view with the classical exercises. And then we've got some tools. And this is not Susan's first time to ride with me. Um, You know, she rode with me last month and then in years prior to this also. She's a pretty serious student that way.
0: Well, I think Um, one of the things that exemplifies is the fact that regardless of how knowledgeable that you are, uh, about the horse there's always more to be learning and discovering every day and um, yes sir. yeah so that's, horsemanship
5: that's, horsemanship is one art that you never arrive yeah you never arrive because there's always <laughs> going to be another horse going to be another obstacle another jump <laughs>
0: right 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 well, well let's uh let's uh let's tell folks where they can find uh you lester
6: well, I'm in Kentucky a large part of the time, but I do have a website, and I apologize if it's not always Scrubby Dutch up to date. But I'm not online; I'm on a horse. That's right. Sure. So, but but my website is buckleysporthorses.com, and um, it's it's uh, got information on there where I can be found wherever I'm at, and then I still have my Hawaii telephone number here in Kentucky. And uh, they're welcome to call me on that and uh, visit if they have specific questions. So we got the clinic coming up in Santa Rosa. It'll be at Sheila Varian's Ranch again in August. Um, Kentucky's got a clinic, another clinic, a cattle working clinic later in the year down in Parkville, California. But all that
0: information is there at BuckleySportHorses.com. Okay. Well, I would encourage folks to check that out. And do you have a Facebook page yet?
6: Well, that's a great question. Uh, no, sir, I don't. But it's been highly recommended to me for a number of years.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I looked
0: and I couldn't find it. To to a look. number
5: of years. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a great resource. Well, uh, Susan, what about what about you? How can we find you and Terry? Um,
5: my husband is my backyard man. He's done so much. He's developed the website. Website is thomasinitrainingcenter dot com. And we also have a Facebook page, which is – Terry, what is the name of the – I guess it's – what's the name of the Facebook page, Terry?
6: Actually, the easiest way is just to go to the the website and click on the Facebook icon. It will take you to it. Right,
5: right. And he's he's very um, diligent to keep everything very current, Mm. and he's always on me to – Put something new,
0: or so he, he cracks the whip on this side too. So well, good for you, sir. <laughs> well, Terry is a good guy, and that is Thomasina Training Center on Facebook because I'm I'm one of the folks that likes that page as well. So anyway, great Sorry. great folks. Uh, if you want to find out more about uh, participating in the Thomasina Training Center uh, programs, you can check out their website, and also to find out more about Lester, you can visit buckleysporthorse.com as well and you guys have just absolutely been great guests um much much more that we can talk about and could talk about by the way do i have an expert in the vaquero riding style on the line
5: um i'm just getting my feet wet in that what about you yeah yeah so we're just getting our feet wet in that but it's um i'm yeah, I, yeah, it's it's really nice because of the tech they use, the type of saddles. I'm trying to develop from that model. Yeah,
6: yeah, kind of
5: yeah. the Yeah, the Texas
6: style is a bit different from California. She's Varian, a variant friend of mine there. She she knows it quite well. Uh, but growing up in Texas, we've just got a little bit different take on thing. And of course, there's room for both at the table.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, we we love our Texas cowboy style and the California style as well. And um, you guys again have been great guests. Terry has been way too quiet, and uh, (laughs) we'll we'll have to (laughs) next time time
5: he can be the featured guest.
6: What I'm actually doing is. Thing I'm trying to get some really good music to uh, for Lester and Susan and on all of the, uh, the the folks at the clinic to ride to. So uh, Lester's nice. got a very specific tastes in music, and I'm really working hard on it. <laughs> all
0: right, all Thank right, you, Terry. Let, appreciate that. That, that. that flies a good one. We're going to do another one in just a minute from Marianne Kennedy that we're going to close the segment out with. But anyway, have enjoyed having you guys on so very much, and look forward to having you come back and joining us again. And uh, by the way, how far is uh, Santa Rosa from Santa Clarita? <laughs> um, about
5: uh, Three hundred miles. Three hundred miles? Four? Three hundred? Yeah, three hundred miles. Yeah, four
1: hours. I would say so. Yeah, we have we have spent a little time up in that area, and it's just beautiful. But yes, you're not. I mean, as far as California goes, you're not all that far away. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Nope, well, nope. Yeah. Bobby, load your little briar horse up and just head up to on the next weekend.
4: So, anyway.
1: I would love to watch. I would definitely be a spectator. And I love the music um, that both of you have used in your videos. That was actually, I know we're closing out the segment, so I may just email you separately about music and how you choose music. That, hmm. to me, is really interesting, too. Um, beautiful, beautiful choices of music.
5: Hmm. Thank you, right. That's one of the advantages of driving long distances. You listen to music
4: that
5: would work. lot <laughs> yeah. uh, gotcha. well, of that Susan. music
6: is, is Marianne Kennedy's um, and Junie Fishers with their permission. So we love your uh, mm-hmm. the folks that you're, uh, you're focused on there too, Gary.
0: Yeah, well, they're great ladies, and I'm sure they're happy to share uh, with you as well. So anyway, look forward to having Susan and Terry back with us again. And Lester, so much fun to talk with you for the very first time. And look forward My to having pleasure. you guys back. So, thanks so much thank for being you. with us. And we're thank going you, to come, Harry. thank you. And we're All going to right. come back and talk with uh, uh, Bobby Jean Bell just a little bit more when we come back. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net.
8: What is this love That runs so deep We try to be The best that we can be For them With every stride And every move It's up to us to prove It is a dance Between horse and man, spirits in unity, I will be true when I ride you in perfect are big Their bodies strong Their feet are sure It's up to us to mirror them With every step And every touch We will earn their trust It is a dance Between horse and man
0: Kennedy's beautiful song "When You Carry Me" and um, Bobby, I could just imagine seeing you and Jim riding in that Rose Bowl parade one day.
1: <laughs> On a float, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you might be able to saddle up with Belinda and uh, Bob and ride in it one year. Oh,
1: so. uh, you know they have to get up so darn early, and they can't have coffee or anything, you know, because it's hours before they can get yeah. off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that would kill me. I've got to have my coffee. Yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Anyway. Wow, what a, what a great show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill Barwick is just such a, a talented guy. Nice, nice guy, and uh, and great music. And um, I'm still jealous of that voice, man. I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: we made, uh, we well, made, we all
1: we. We all have our gifts, Gary, and and the, and the goal is to find that gift and then use it. Absolutely. Give it away. You know? Absolutely. Use it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but Lester Buckley and Susan and Terry Tomasini, great guests, great, great information, and uh, such talented and skilled people in their field uh, working with people and their horses and developing that partnership that uh, all horse people would love to have. So it's been a fun show. And um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Out West.
1: Oh, goodness. Let's see. What's going on at Out West? Well, we're gearing up for our next concert, which is still a couple weeks away. A wonderful uh, trio, the Sidewinders, comes into town. We have Dave Stamey next month. Um, so we are already selling tickets for both of those um, concerts. We are, I'm on uh, the other uh, partner program, radio program this evening with a writer named Jim Christina. We host uh, the Writer's Block and actually this evening I'll be interviewing the founder of Writer's Block radio show and author Jim Christina. He will be our featured author tonight. So I am fast trying to remind myself of all of his 11 books to get ready to have a wonderful conversation with him tonight. Right. And uh, working on just, you know, um, many more new things for our website. We now have saddles along with saddle blankets and working on adding more and more products to the Equestrian Lifestyle. So, yeah, we have, you know, we're pretty busy here at Out West.
0: <laughs> well, and I could I can see some of those clothes that you guys have on, on these folks that are doing these clinics and are riding. So, uh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yes, what we else? are the place for that, yes.
0: Yes. why don't you give us that website one time?
1: Sure. It's very simple. It is www, of course, scvoutwest.com. That's scv, like Santa Clarita Valley, outwest.com. And um, you can shop for men's and ladies apparel and boots and hats and saddles and saddle blankets and home decor, and we have about 10,000 items on our website, and we ship all over the world.
0: All right. Well, you can find Out West in the general store on EquestrianLegacy.net, and you can also find uh, Equestrian Legacy Radio on Out West website. So just visit both of those and uh, uh, enjoy all the great information that's available to you through our websites. But anyway, it's been a fun show, and uh, the show coming up on Sunday morning with Blessed Trails with Belinda Gale has just become so popular. And folks are loving that program. That's on at 9 o'clock Central Time every Sunday on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And, uh, and then our Tuesday show coming up, we're going to be visiting with Robert Eversall on the uh, Saddle Up America program. And we'll also be visiting another great guest ranch this next week. And then uh, Thursday, of course, at noon, we have the Campfire Cafe with the lovely Bobby Jean Bell joining us. And um, <clears throat> we'll be announcing our musical guest in just a day or two, but we're going to be visiting with uh, in Tennessee at the World Versatility Show. And uh, these are young people that are getting out and enjoying competing in different types of events with their horses, and that's located at the Miller Coliseum and that's coming up toward the end of the month. So a lot of great programs. We've kind of reworked our website a little bit, Bobby Jean, so we want to encourage people to go and visit that and, and take a look at our new look and uh, also to shop with our sponsors in the general store and our legacy club there. And you can find all of that at equestrianlegacy.net. Um, any final thoughts that you have for the day?
1: Um, my final thought for the day is get out that bucket list and get something off of it. Go do it.
0: Go do it. Go do it. And I think with anything that you do in life, <laughs> just get up and go do it. So that's good advice. Well, mm-hmm. we thank you for listening today. And we remind you, as always, if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Heard around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net. I- And we're going to close out the show with a great song by Terry Brown, and this is our wish for you, and that you have blue skies always. Once again, thanks for listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio.
9: all of you May the horse you ride be gentle and eager for the trail Your supper hot and plentiful and steady as the mail I wish you blue skies always and nights of happy dreams that all come true Blue skies always is this old cowboy Campfire keep you nice and warm at night when you bed down, and you wake up to discover gold just laying all around. I wish you blue skies always, and nights of happy dreams that all come true. Blue, blue skies always is the old cowboy's wish for all of. Be dreams that all come true. Blue skies always. It's the soul cowboy's wish for all of you. That's the soul cowboy's wish for all of you. Yeah, that's the soul cowboy's wish for all of you.